Hi everybody, welcome to episode 21 of the Photography Explained podcast. In this episode, what does exposure mean in photography? I'm your host Rick and each week I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes without the irrelevant details. My aim is to explain things in just enough detail to help us with our photography and no more. That's enough detail for me, it should be for you. Of course, if you want more detail, there's plenty of places to go to on the internet, but hopefully I will give you just what you need and no more. What does exposure mean in photography? I like to start off with an answer paragraph. I've explained why in a previous episode, so I won't go into it again here. I won't bore you again with it. In photography, the exposure is the amount of light that reaches the camera sensor. The amount of light that reaches the sensor is controlled by how long the sensor is exposed to light, by the shutter and the amount of light let through the opening in the lens, which is the aperture. These two factors combine with the sensitivity of the sensor, which is the ISO, to create an exposure. Okay, so that is exposure. So exposure is a combination of three fundamental settings in the camera. Aperture. Aperture. Now I'm starting again with my failing to pronounce a very basic word in English, which is a bit of a concern. Aperture, shutter, ISO. These three things combine to give you an exposure whenever you take a photo. Now I'm going to, as I said in the last episode, I'm going to talk about aperture, shutter and ISO in their own rights in future episodes. So now I'm just going to stick with exposure and explain a few things about exposure. Point one, exposure. We've covered that. Two, underexposed. What is an underexposed photograph? Basically, in an underexposed photograph, not enough light has reached the sensor and it means that the photograph is too dark. Now, the photo could be underexposed because the metering was incorrect. The shutter speed was too slow, as in it didn't let in enough light. The aperture was too small, as in it didn't let in enough light. Or the ISO was wrong. Now, I normally trip myself up explaining these, so I'm quite pleased with that one. What is an overexposed image? An overexposed image is too bright. Now, with an overexposed image, too much light has reached the sensor. Now, how can that happen? If the shutter speed is too long, or the aperture is too large, or the ISO is too... Ah, I got stuck there, didn't I? I'll get back to that, because there is a point to this. Incorrect then you will produce an image that is too light. Four, correctly exposed. What is a correctly exposed image? The simplest way I can describe a correctly exposed image is that the photograph is pretty much representing what you saw when you were looking at what you were photographing. Now our eyes, our vision is remarkable. We can record a huge amount, a huge range of lights and darks, more than any camera can in one shot and that's a fact so when you're taking a photo trying to get a correct exposure you're starting off from a weak position because the camera cannot recreate what you can see one day this will happen and there are ways around it but that is a basic fact the human eye is remarkable the human brain is remarkable and despite what all these people say about technology There's nothing better than the brain yet. Might be a bit controversial. Might not include my brain in that. But a correctly exposed photograph is one that looks correct. It has the correct amount of highlights and shadows and all the bits in between. We talk about, sorry, five shadows. Shadows are shadows. Do I need to explain that? That's the dark bits. Six, highlights. They're the light bits at the opposite end of the scale. Seven, should be everything else in between. 
I'll say it again because it's important. A correctly exposed image has the right amount and brightness and darkness of shadows, highlights and all the bits in between. How do you know this? Well, there is one clever way of finding this out. I've just realised my numbering's all wrong here. So eight histogram. What's a histogram? Histogram is a visual representation of the light in a photo on a scale going from dark on the left or sorry, black on the left to white on the right in a perfect histogram. Well, I can't describe this if you go into Lightroom. Check on the internet, check with other people. Somebody else will have done this one. So a histogram has a scale from 1 to 255. 1 is black, 255 is white, and the scale goes from one end to the other. Again, if we were starting again with photography, would we come up with this? Probably not. But there is a, there is a point to a histogram. I'm not a big user of a histogram, I have to say, but I need to explain that in another episode. But you can see the histogram on the back of your camera or in Lightroom or other processing software, and that is a physical, visual representation. Visual is much better than physical. It's a visual representation of your exposure. And whilst I'm not a big user of it, I understand it, and I would highly recommend that you understand histogram, which I'm going to add to my episode list when I finish recording this episode. So how do you get an exposure? I hear you say, somebody will say at some point. Well, you can use an auto exposure mode on your camera, Nine, auto exposure. I've got to get used to this numbering system. I'll explain why in a future episode. It's a brilliant idea. Auto exposure. The camera sets the aperture and the shutter and I do believe the ISO. Ten, semi-auto exposure. You set the ISO and say the aperture, camera selects the shutter. That's what I do, by the way. 11. Manual exposure. These are all different modes on SLRs and other more advanced cameras, shall we say. Manual exposure, you set everything. Even though you're setting everything, you're still doing what the camera tells you to. So it's not when people say you must take all your photos in manual. I take that with a large pinch of salt because you can use manual mode and just do what the camera tells you, which is very different. Not very different, should I say, from using other modes. And then there's creative exposure, where you take the camera's recommended settings and you do something completely different in a creative way, which I do all the time. 14, and last, Lightroom. Get the exposure right in camera. Important, fundamental thing. Guess what? In Lightroom, you've got huge amounts of adjustment of the exposure. Shadows, highlights, blacks, whites. Is it important to get the exposure right in camera? Yes, it is, because you need to start with the um, correct starting point. Let's get things right in camera, guys. Okay, that's exposure done. What's next? Next is aperture. I'm going to talk about aperture for 10 minutes. Not a problem. Okay, thank you. I'd like to thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it all made sense. If it did, please leave a nice review and rating wherever you get your podcast from. And please subscribe, easy for me to say, so you don't miss an episode. And if you could also tell everyone you know about my podcast, that would be even better. And you'll get a big thank you from me. You can also check out my website, rickmacavoyphotography.com, where you can find out all about me and my construction photography work, as well as my blog, where you can learn lots more about photography. There's lots on there. It's all good. Finally, let me know if there's a photography thing you want me to explain, and I will add it to my list. There is a list on my website. It's going to be added to with histogram. Didn't think about that. Check out my website. Look at the list. Get in touch if you want me to explain something. I'll add it to the list and when I record the episode, I'll give you a shout out. Okay, this episode was brought to you by the power of 
still waiting for somebody to um, support the show. So um, it's back to uh, Yorkshire Tea, bought this morning at ten past seven by me from the local co-op. We had to go out in the pouring rain to get some more milk, and we only had two tea bags left, so I need my afternoon recording cup of tea, which was very nice. I'm definitely waffling now. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again for listening and giving me 10 minutes of your valuable time. I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. Bye. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.